three have. weeks ago, <laughs> Lautaro was 150 million dollars. 111 is his buyout force. 150 million dollars. 111. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, he disappears on the field. From 150, now we're talking about 70. <laughs> by next week, this guy's going to be 30 million dollars. They're going to pay. But the, yeah, He's by the end of the campeonato. Listen to me. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Serial Audio Experience with IFTV. Calcio is back. Antonio, you got you guys got a lot of uh, your each mask represents you well. Oh, you got a calcio. He's got a calcio mask. What the hell is going on? It's just a sticker. What? I don't have one. It's just a sticker pasted onto an Italian. Oh, it's a flag. sticker. Yeah, it's a sticker. Ah, <laughs> I don't know Do we have a sticker to put over here too? Sure. I mean, we could. I yeah. want it now. I want it now. What is it? How'd you get an Italian flag? Oh, well, how God. do we how do we begin with this? Peter is wearing an Inter one. You're oh, matching it's all that. It's a it's black a, and blue one. Yeah, but it's it's for Inter, yeah. right? Guys, we got football back again. Michael's not here for another podcast. Uh, he had a little problem with his uh, ear. He had an ear infection. Uh, you, it's, we seem to get rid of me. We seem to get rid of Michael, but we can never get rid of this guy over here. <laughs> Maybe we, we should lock the, door. lock the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> move, move quick. <laughs> Um, so what? First of all, how are you feeling? I'm good. Yeah, you're gonna put it. Don't put it on, Anto. Sit down. Sit down, Anto. What does he have that one? He did it before. That's why. If you showed up on time, you would have been able Man, to we do. We look good. Watch it. We look like a Juventus mask. It's in black and yeah, white. Yeah. So leave leave your Italian flag uh, on it. Your Italian flag one looks good. Is it is it the right way? The green first and all that. Yeah, stuff? yeah, it's good. It's good. Your Italian your, your mask is backward. It is backwards actually. What the hell? It is. Man? You got red, Yo. white, and green. It should be green, white, and red. Uh, Turn it around. <laughs> what he doesn't want to touch it. What right. kind of a mask is that? All right, All right. that's it. <laughs> I'm going to take it off. <laughs> you got a lot of masks. <laughs> you got a lot of them. Oh, brother. How's this? Good. My better? brother, yeah. And then I'm not jealous anymore. Anto, how you doing? Good. You all right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. You, you seem a little off your rails lately. Off my rail. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, I am I, pissed about Inter I, stealing the freaking game. I hate that to, idea. Well, I know. I, I saw. Why, I, why it's always us get punished? Who? Who punished you? You won. Not yesterday, but what about the, the rest? Oh, are you kidding me? Why wasn't the ref looking at the... Uh, why they didn't go and look at the VAR? Why? This is a question that Lazio we have. Lazio is another, it's another one. I mean, I wanted the Lazio to win regardless, but Lazio is another game stolen. That was not a penalty against Fiorentina. Not because I like Joe or I like anybody. So where are we standing? With the VAR? You're going to be fair. <laughs> but you're going to be fair. With, uh, with Antonio, we start anywhere. Anywhere this guy wants. And but you're going to be all, fair. Already off you know, be fair, be fair. Because you, know, then you look at the standing. Everything de depends on the VAR. If you look at the standing, it's a whole look. Then you have an extra three points because the game got robbed. I think it, I think you be careful with what you say. With the the game got robbed yeah, and, and I mean, they made mistakes stolen. because I mean, we've seen we've seen we've seen we've seen mistakes across the board. I think we've all been very critical of how how VAR is used and and obviously this week um, it was at the forefront of a few different issues in in multiple games. Did you just paste it onto your shirt? Yeah, because he, he took the shirt off, uh, the, the stuff off. Okay, okay, Anto. Uh, we saw it in, in a couple of different matches um, across Serie A. Just the question mark that keeps coming back of um, 
of when when VAR gets gets to be used and and all stuff. Peter, first of all, I, how is what do you what are you feeling? How are you feeling about Inter that they they want? We'll start with the Parma match. Scary. <laughs> scary. Why? Didn't look Why good scary? In the first Why scary? Why scary? Because the because game was taken away from Parma. Uh, Injustice. I think no, but Parma missed their chances. I mean, Gervinho missed a chance. You know, could have been four zero in the first half. Could have easily scored, but that's not Inter's doing. That's Parma not capitalizing. Inter were able to you know keep that distance, get a little bit better in the second half, and and score the chances that they had with two defenders, De Vrij and Bastoni. The but, guys that score the, way, the goals. What's for the name you? of so, this guy here? Was substituting Conte? Can he shave at least? Does he need to know that he's going to be? He's an ex-body player, so I don't. Who doesn't don't matter? Him so much. You are on prime time TV. You know that the camera that they're going to be on, uh, they're going to be f- focusing on you. Shave a little bit. He looks like a, he looks Did like. Did you a, shave today? No, That's I, why he's wearing the mask. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a moment. Wait a moment. And then he made a comeback because I just read this morning on the on the Gazzetta that they they deserve to win the game. Okay, but he's going to say what game. he's going to say. Listen, uh, you're going to pinpoint what the person says. He's going to make his his case. In the end, it doesn't matter what anyone says. It matters what happens on the field and the result that happens. You you know, Inter, luckily, if you want to say, by, you know, the skin of the teeth, they will to win 2-1, and they live another day. Listen, you're not going to have great games every game. We have games being played every three days. We're yeah. going to see a lot of teams look shaky, you know, I just think it's inevitable that you're going to have a lot of uh, mixture of, of players. You're going to have guys that are not going to be playing. We lost already Sansi again. Brozovic has been out. Vecino has been out. Yeah, so but we don't, don't have change a lot subject. Of, you know you're changing subject. Don't worry. You got I'm, I'm saying we have Gagliardini. We have the oh, Gagliardini. That's wow. what I'm saying. That's crazy. Listen, listen. Here's the, yeah. here's the bottom line is this. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that is the same thing for, uh, for all of us. Okay. When you refuse... The people on top of there, and Rizzoli, Rizzoli, I think, is part of the problem. When you are trying to say to, to, to lesser team, let's put a quote-unquote lesser team, because Fiorentina, I'm sure, is not as powerful as it should be, regardless whether it commits or protests or doesn't protest. Mm-hmm. But when lesser team have been penalized for a referee not even to take the chance to go looking at the VAR, okay? I feel sick on my stomach. In other words, hey, eh, if it's Juventus, we're going to go watch it. If it's Milan, we're going to go watch it. If it's a penalty for Inter, we're going to go watch it. Or Lazio, we're going to go watch it. Mm-hmm. But if it's for Fiorentina, if it's for Spal, if it's for another lesser team, they're not going to be complaining that much. So, But, but that's not... Antonio, the point is you the, have to look at the bar. But, End no, of the story. But that, that's not the point. The point is that they have a protocol and they follow the protocol. So now... If you want to change, you have to change the protocol. Not the, the you know the VAR was invented; that was used so that you can make the correct call, right? That's what the VAR is there. It's an it's an instrument to help you make the right call. Now, when the referee sees looks at a penalty and he says, "I saw everything; it's a penalty." There's no need to go look at a VAR. Now, the protocol, to me, the protocol is wrong because in that particular case, he did not see it. He, he actually did not see it, what happened, because if he had seen what happened, he would have saw that it was no penalty. So now, how are we going to change? So next year, there's going to be some changes made. What can, changes can you make on the protocol? Maybe you do it like... Uh, 
you tell the the uh, the coach can say he's got three challenges. coach three challenges the whole game, and he can say, okay, that one I wanted to be uh, seen as a, a reviewed on the VAR. Uh, you know, that's I think one of the changes that could be made so that the VAR, but the referee they have to use this VAR as an instrument to help them in case they didn't see everything. So now they can go and look and say, oh, okay, I, you know, it was not the right call. I think, I think we, we can agree that we've all, we've all said this for, for I think the entire season, that we're not happy with the referee having so much power in which you could say, oh, I saw it. I don't need this, this review or this check-in. There's, a, there's always been a miscommunication if did the VAR tell him, oh, this is a play that you want to check, and he says, no, I already saw it. Um, I, obviously, we're, we're going back and forth on which case. I think you guys are talking about Fiorentina. He was also talking about the Parma one, um, Parma with Kulusevsky, which, again, in, in real time, the one with Kulusevsky, I didn't think he got touched. Even I saw, I said, no, he didn't get touched. And then when they looked back on it, when we saw it in a slow motion right replay. Right on Del Piede d'Appoggio. Listen to me, here's the point. I'm, the point that I'm trying to make is this. I agree with you, okay? But if you've been shown on prime time where millions and millions of people, they have seen the play, and the play says, hey, that's a penalty, or it's, it's something that you need to review, why doesn't the referee goes over there and reviews? Why don't they call him up from there? Somebody's not making the phone call for me. They got to make that phone call. If everybody can watch on primetime TV, that that's a problem over there. It was a problem with Caicedo. That wasn't a penalty. Mm-hmm. By any stretch. Yeah. Okay? And on Barella, that was a penalty. Why they don't check it? I, I agree. And, and I think that this is... The, the problem is, when, when, if we didn't have VAR, some of these can be understood. You could look at it and you say, you know what, from the angle, when I watch it, definitely he hit him. But when we implement VAR and when we have video uh, replay... It's harder to accept these kind of calls. That when you watch the replay, you could see that Caicedo, Caicedo is falling before he even he even makes contact. And and for a team like Fiorentina, I can understand why they're so frustrated. You know, you you really fight for everything. It really changed the match after they got that penalty kick. Um, and these kind of points and these these little plays that can help turn around a match. And obviously, I don't, I'm not going to go as far to say you know Lazio robbed the match. They they got help. I don't I don't think in any of that. I think that the problem stems from referees having a little bit too much control in these situations. In my opinion, every every single play should be checked. And if they say and they watch a replay, like let the game flow. If they could check right away. Listen, I think you should review this. I think if they tell you you should review it, you have to review it. I don't think it should be at the referee's discretion right. where he says, no, 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 I already saw it. Because, again— We agree with I, that. I, now again, I agree. I'm not saying that the referee's wrong, that he thinks that he saw it. But there are certain angles, again, if, if a player's blocking you, you could you could be misinterpreted. But when you see it from a different replay, you could you could tell. So I think that that's the protocol of it right. could be that better. That has to be changed. There was also another case in the Sampdoria game— where uh, the player, he got punched. He was going up, and he, the guy actually punched him, and that was a clear penalty. But again, they didn't review it. But the problem is the protocol. The protoc- that's where I agree. is I agree. the problem. I agree. Gattano, and that's what to needs to a, be changed. I'm not trying to make the point just because Joe is our friend, Joe Baron is our friend, and we like Fiorentina. No. What Fiorentina. does that have to do AC with anything? AC Milan <laughs> got robbed by Fiorentina. I, mean, I just told you Sampdoria. Right. The guy punched him. Right. While but AC Milan, for example, uh, th- this is a call against Fiorentina. AC Milan was given a penalty against. That was no penalty on Cutrone. I don't know if you remember that. No, Fiorentina was yes. awarded a penalty on Cutrone. That was not a penalty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So, 
It has nothing okay. to do with that. I just I said, you're going to be fair. You're going to be fair across. We, we understand. You know, you, you need, uh, like we say many times, the, the, the referee culture has to change. He has to say, when he goes inside the field, he has to say, wow, I got something that it can help me. If I didn't see the whole thing, yeah. this can help me and I can make the right call. At the end of the day, that's what it counts. That, yeah. That's what it's all about. I was watching even Rizzoli. I think I've said this before, too. I was watching him. He did an interview, a long interview, where he spoke about the psychology of a referee. And I understand that referees, they want to be in control. And they've always seen as the, the person that, that tries to keep the balance between the game. But there's, there's a fine line. In my opinion, the referee can't become the center of the match. It can't be that we come here and everybody every week you have to talk about the referee. It should be that the referee is just there. He does his job. You, we use the instruments that we have in place. Um, to help him do a better job and 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 allowing that to be more so the objective and not I have to make the call because this is what a real referee does. A real referee has to do it my way. And I think that that's sometimes we do see it like that. In terms of the Inter match, though, first half, Inter was shockingly bad. I don't think I saw a match this this season that was as poor as that first half from Inter. They looked like they had zero motivation to go out there. Parma were incredible. Gervinho, I mean, the guy rolls back time. He's incredible. This is why we have him on our wall over here. Beautiful goal. Reminded me of Ribéry's against uh, uh, in Fiorentina's match, too. Um, and Parma were unlucky in their own fault to not, to not go up by more goals. Cornelius had a chance that was right there. Gervinho, I think, had another chance, and they had the penalty. Uh, they didn't take advantage of their, their moments. Um, and, I, and credit to Inter, though, they did come back into the match. They left it late. I think in three minutes they scored and two uh, goals. 89 minutes, there was still one nothing. By the, was in a right? good job every no, night on the 83rd. Look at Conte's and both body, of your body language. He was almost like that, you know, trying to disappear under an, a corner over there on the tribuna. Mm. Then all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, going back to Inter. Yeah. I think Inter, uh, they started, you know, when I saw them in Coppa Italia that they started, man, they looked so good. And yeah. like you said, yesterday they looked really bad and not motivated, not running. <coughs> now, Ericsson. Ericsson is, uh, he came out of the game. He didn't have a good game. Right. He played a couple of good games. I liked him, but yesterday he, he was not there. I think Barella played really a good game. I think he was one of the best players on the game. Of course, you're missing a midfield. You're missing uh, Broso. You're missing some some players there. He was very uh, nice. What about uh, Lautaro? Lautaro, But Lukaku. then Lautaro, I don't know. This guy, since they started, you know... Ship him uh, out. Ship him out. Uh, Barcelona. It's I don't know where the guy is at. I mean, I don't recognize the guy anymore. He, he, looks, he looks really out of it. He wasn't even. There was now, one moment where he didn't even go for the ball. Now, he just kind of left it. It was. It looks like it's a mental yeah, thing. Yeah, it looks like a mental thing. Now you keep talking about more players and more players. Now they're talking about this guy Akimi. Yeah, that is supposed massive. to. He's supposed yeah. to be wow, a really be great. No, he's he, a great player. He's supposed to be he's really, a really good, good player. Player. I think a right fullback, so he yeah. can go up and down. Mm, right wing. I again. think uh, at a certain point you got to stop talking about these players and play the game and you know I think even the players might think oh who's the next player who's going to come here next week who are they going to get you know so they're not playing really as a team uh, what do you do with Ericsson in uh, the 3-5-2 he doesn't fit in so now he changed it to what to 3-4 3-4-1-2 three, 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 mm -hmm. 
right? So he's playing the three four one two. With uh, Ericsson behind the two forward. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think that he likes the three five two, Conte. So now with Ericsson, I don't know. You know if this thing is going to work out. I mean the guy is good. I like the play. He's got. He's very smart. He's got a great vision. Uh, he has a great skills. You know, he makes nice passes. But is he fitting? Is he going to fit into this uh, formation? Bagatano, did, did, sure. did you factor Tonali now too? Tonali? Another, no, we're just talking about the team now. Forget oh, about that. That's, I think, that. that's next year. Right now. I'm okay, talking about right now. now. I think you guys the are suffering game, from fatigue. I think that your team, yeah, I mean, yes. Conte, we know that he's very regiment, you know, with, with his fitness and all stuff. But I think playing every couple of days, the team looks gassed. They do not look like Antonio is about to kill me but, over here. But what about right? everybody else? We're no, I'm not saying days. that they're not. I'm just saying that Inter specifically don't look like they have the energy but to keep have, playing every couple of days. You also see, uh, not this game, but versus Sassuolo. I mean, we had Ranocchia. We had Gagliardini. And we had Alexis Sanchez in, uh, you know, the starting. Which, okay, Alexis Sanchez, he should be good enough. But Gagliardini, as we see, he's not good enough to be an Inter player. Oh my and God. Ranocchia, that being that the center back, I don't know what the decision was to put Ranocchia in. But instead of Godin or, or someone else. Um, that being said, we lack, listen, we lack a midfield when you have these, these injuries. And listen, like you said, everybody has the same problem. We're all, all the teams are playing every three days. Yeah. And it's not a real excuse. We're but not complaining about Ibrahimovic not playing. It is what it is. No, I know. Uh, but you play with what you have. Exactly. But the, the point of the matter is they've they've had a lot of tales of two halves. And this is not just now. This is something that was a problem even earlier on where Inter would have a flat first half or they would have a fantastic first half and a second half come out flat. Yeah. So this is still something that is starting to work and Conte, listen, this is his first year here. I think everybody, we could expect, or the season that they're having, we could have expected Inter to be really, really up and top and fighting for Scudetto. Mm. But is is it reality? that, Or can you really expect for a coach to come in and, and automatically go win Scudetto? A lot of times it doesn't happen. Just one point that I want to point out. In the past 10 years, and this is something I saw, Inter's points this year has been the highest since the triplet, 2010. 61 points. It was some poor, never had, it was some poor Inter since then. Yes, though. but I'm saying even in the top Inter, Inter mm -hmm. 2010, they had 57 points at the same time. At the same time. So, which is pretty good for, for Conte. And we've lost three games versus Juve, uh, two games versus Juventus and a game versus Lazio. So those three games, nine points totals, Inter's uh, position in the table. Against the top team. So he's, let me just say something about you, just on the, in defense to Conte, to your mm -hmm. best uh, coach over there. First of all, three points to account for all the money that you guys have spent on players and all the transfers that you made and all the mistakes that includes Icardi. It's not, it's not much, actually. It's very little. You guys are eight points behind Juventus right now with Conte making 11 million euro a year. Okay. It's not okay. You <laughs> said your okay? money. It's your money. That's not okay. Is that your money? That's a, so that is nothing on defense of Conte. You're trying to say, oh, Conte, 
is one the coach that has got the highest point. What highest point? At what I price? I said based on the Inter team. If you took away the game from yesterday, that would have been a loss. That would have been exactly the same point that, that Spalletti as, had. As that, that other loser coach that you have. Bottom line is this, Pete. You got nothing to show for. So far, you are two for two. You are out of the Coppa Italia, and you probably 99% of the time, you're going to be out of the Campionato. Wow. Now, you're going to get kicked out by the UEFA too, and that is going to be your three play there. No Campionato, no Coppa, and no So you're three and no. Because you said that we're going to win everything. Me? Yeah, you I said, never said that. You said that. I never said Inter that. I was going to win everything. Yeah, I'm not. I never said that. Wait, you did can he check say the record. That, that you That's were right. going to win everything this That's year. That's right. Um, I think he was anyway. the only one that said it. <laughs> anyway, on the, on the last uh, game, just one more thing. Yeah. Kuloseski is what a player. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, I like what him. What a player. I thought it was yeah. a little. No, I thought everybody was going I mean, too crazy. I mean, the I guy, like him too. I like really. The guy had two two shots that were two bullets. I mean, they couldn't stop him. Also, his size, I had a different perspective man. than him. He looks like yeah. a... Yeah, he's big. He's a big guy. That's a Juventus he's player, right? He's going to be yeah. a Juventus Are you going to sit him on the bench? To be honest with you, I'm very... I guess I'm in the minority. But how come I mean, you... even... But ahead, what are you no, going to no. sit him? I mean, what, which position yeah, are you going to be taking away? Douglas Costa? What are you yeah, going to do? Yeah, it's probably going to be Douglas Costa. Or or he goes into the midfield. Um, no, yeah. he's going to play midfield. People people were very happy with Kulisewski's performance. Left, left he was midfield. everywhere. He was good. Left midfield. You got left midfield. You got nobody right now. There's Douglas Costa. Left midfield. Left midfield. Ronaldo. No, the midfield. Midfield that we're talking about. Yeah, the midfield. He's not going to play. He can't play center mid. I don't think I didn't say center, center mid. I said left midfield. But we don't play a left midfielder. Well, you Who plays left midfield right now? Matuidi. Matuidi plays center mid. No. The uh, three Betancourt. The Maybe you got Betancourt and Matuidi switching Matuidi position. Matuidi right now, right now, the midfield is who? Pjanic? Can I tell you guys something? <laughs> I'm going to get hate for this. Kulusevski, you know who he reminded me of yesterday? What? He reminded me of Bernadeschi at Fiorentina. No. He reminded me of Bernadeschi at Fiorentina. I'm not going to lie. But he, he looked good at... He looked all right. I don't think... Is he really... Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but he's going to be a starter at Juventus? Then don't get him. No, they already got him. The 30 million, 35 million? Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Everybody else thought that he played an amazing match. I get maybe I didn't... I thought, I, I thought he played, you good. played a good match. Okay, fair enough. Um, for Padma, I definitely feel like this, this could have been the weekend that the Scudetto was lost. It was very close with Lazio, with what they did, and Inter. If Inter would have lost, they definitely would have been out of it. Uh, but with a couple minutes of spare, they were able to get back into the match. Um, and I think Conte, he was, I mean, we saw him on the sidelines. He was, he was sweating. Um, Lazio. Wait, before you go ahead, Gatano, did you see when Godin was taken out of the game? No. Godin, when Godin was subbed? No. I saw him on his face. He was black, very unhappy. You're taking away, you're taking a, a defender of that caliber. I mean, it was subbed for uh, the, the guy that won that score in the goal. But you take Godin. Well, he was not having game. a good game. Godin there has not worked. Godin was oh, not having a good game. I think in the game. three-man wow. formation, it just doesn't so work. I, I yeah. feel like they're going to ship him out. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's not, he's not yeah. working out. Uh, Lazio. Can we talk about Lazio yeah. Fiorentina? Go ahead. Uh, Fiorentina, again, I was really, uh, in the first half, we were, we were watching the game together, and we were so surprised that Lazio, the way that they were just very stagnant, not really walking around. I thought a good 55 minutes from Fiorentina. Ribery, again, another one, just like oh. reminding me of Gervinho. Beautiful, Class. beautiful goal. Class. Everywhere on the pitch, um, they looked really incredible. Castrovilli, again, just dominates the midfield um, for Fiorentina. And whenever that guy gets on the ball, you feel like something's going to get created. And this is a Fiorentina that I wanted to see. Like, I, I see them playing against Lazio in Rome, with character, with with a good spirit, and without Chiesa, Chiesa mm. wasn't there. 
Um, Kutrone was was starting up top. And then the match sort of kind of fell through. Obviously, we already spoke about the penalty incident. Could it have been that that really gas that really took from underneath them? Was it did they get tired? Did they lack um, discipline? I don't know what it was, but definitely the match changed after the penalty kick where where Immobile scored. And then they got the red card. That guy got the red card, which too, was stupid. So. Which was stupid. Um, yeah, Fiorentina they they ended up losing the plot, and obviously they'll feel very hard done. I was so surprised that they didn't at least come away with a point. I was expecting with the way that they were playing. I said for sure that just like Parma, I said for sure they're going to be able to get a point. Uh, but Lazio, I guess you have to say showed their class and being able to to get it. They, they obviously they got help with the penalty kick, but um, is what it is, and that that was needed. I didn't think that they were going to have the fight in them, but that was very very needed from Lazio. Let me just uh, say something very quickly. I've been observing this lately. Since we have no spectator on the field and everybody can hear even a, a little drop yeah, of a pin, nice. nice. there's a lot of red cards and yellow cards. On a, oh, he overheard saying this. He goes to the bench. You out. You are yellow. You are red. Straight <laughs> Did red. Did you see Bernie for Inter? Right. The guy has been on Inter for seven years. He hasn't six, played an official match for six years. Right. He's gotten two red cards this season. <laughs> Zero <laughs> matches listen, played. Listen to this. <laughs> Another thing. That was Kuko. Kuko. Kuchka. Kuchko. Yeah. He got, he got a red card. He got a red card for, yeah. saying, for saying something yeah. that nobody heard or something like that. So that's another thing. Another thing that factored into the, the Inter win. <laughs> of course. But that's part of the game, Antonio. Skriniar got a red card before. He got a three-game three, uh, suspension for saying something. If he said something, no, the referee's no, going to call. No, he got, he got... First, he got a red. Then he... He said something on top of that. So yeah. instead of one game, he got three games. Exactly. But this guy, without saying anything, he got a red card. I didn't know he didn't he say He definitely anything. said Come something if, if he got sent off. So Anything uh, from Lazio? If you're yeah, if, so, so a couple of things. Lazio, you know, for a team that is, is uh, that want to win the Scudetto, I was very disappointed. The mental approach to the game, I didn't like it at all. And the other thing that I don't like is the coach, this Simone Inzaki. I'm sorry, but you cannot tell a player which, as, as they're playing, where to go. He's telling them, he's telling them where to go. These are professional players. They know where to go. You've been coaching them for years. You want to tell them while the game is on? Who's going to take the, the throw in? Who's going to take this? Come on, give me a break. Too much. You, too you much are, micromanagement. You right. are there to motivate your players. That's what they pay you for. You have to motivate your player. Now that you stay there and you tell them where they have to go, and at the end of the first half, they came back into the field, nothing. There was no nothing that I saw them that they wanted to win the game. Okay, they got lucky because they got a gift. Okay, otherwise, so I wanted that's what I want to see from a coach that you motivate you. But at, at the end of the first half, when they came, they, they should have, you know, been, been wanting to win the game. But Fiorentina played now, a spectacular as, game too. As far as Fiorentina is concerned, they played well, you know, even though I have criticized Fiorentina, I criticized Fiorentina after the Brescia game. Okay, uh, they, they should have played better against the Brescia game. I also. One thing, I don't like Iacchini. I'm sorry. I, I don't think the guy is a, is a good coach. Uh, he's, he hasn't coached a team for more than a year. He's changed so many teams. He stays there one year and then he leaves. I mean, you need to, to have this team. You have good players. You have a very good goalkeeper. You have uh, somebody in the back who's very good from Argentina. He's a very good player. Petzel. 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 
You have a couple of other defenders that they know what they're doing with experience. You have a midfielder with Castrovilli who's very good, okay? The other midfielder, Duncan, I didn't like him that much, but, you know, you could, you could improve a little bit. You have... A, a beautiful Two uh, best midfielder on the wall. Ribery, who's unbelievable. The guy is just great. He gets the ball. He wants the ball. He, he comes back to midfield. He's the maestro. He's the, the guy that orchestrates everything. You got Chiesa, who's a national team player. You have a... Castroville. You, you got young players. This <laughs> team should play much better than what they're playing right now. The best thing that happens to Fiorentina is they lose games... And the, the teams behind them, they're all loose. So that's they're good. They're not going to go down. They're not going to go. They're so they, go they down. there's no worry because all the teams behind, yeah. They, yeah. there's no hope there. So, But they have Next to... Next season, they need a coach. They have to play better. With the players that they have, they need to play better. I think next season they get a guy like Spalletti who's going to give them some real structure. Give me a break. They actually are getting on the No, no, no. I'm Spalletti. saying to get a guy like Spalletti. Um, obviously, we said Gattuso would have been Tarabat, that guy. But I heard that they, they, they already bought him. Yeah, yeah, Amrabat. Amrabat, Amrabat yeah, that's, 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 that's a guy. He's a good midfielder. He's a good midfielder. Yeah, so for for them, I think it was uh, it was a good game. It was good for Fiorentina in, in terms of the way that they played. Obviously, unlucky with what happened. But for Lazio, the only thing that I would say about that, even Mihailovic, we heard Mihailovic, even he was saying that um, that I, I heard him when they played Juventus. He was telling him, pressure pressure Matuidi when he gets the ball. Pressure. So there's other coaches, not just Inzaghi. Even Conte. Conte's always telling his players what to do. No, Conte is a motivator. Okay, so he uh, wants he, he wants to motivate the team and he wants to make sure that everybody's on their toes from the from the first minute up until the ninety minute. He wants them to be to be. Uh, the thing that I see different from there are other coaches here that I see different is that he actually points to the player where he has to go on the field. Come on, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but like. At least you can see the imprint of Conte. I mean, compared to last year, the Inter, say it as you want. Are they playing great or whatever? There's a there's Conte's influence on the Inter team. Same thing with uh, you know, like what we would hope Sari was able to do with Juventus. We still haven't seen Sari's imprint on the team. You know, I, got, I understand but what you're trying to say. Th- at least, even though the, everyone has a different style, you see that the coach's influence on the pitch, even in a tactical setting, besides just psychological. Lazio, listen, for the season that they've been having, they're gonna they're running high right now. Simone Inzaghi, you know, Gaetano, you don't like him, but a lot of people in Italy have given him a lot of credit to what he's done with Lazio. And also, I mean, up until last year, Juventus even considered him for the co- as a coach. He yes, so, he has done a lot for Lazio. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is now you need to make the next step. Yeah. Okay. Now you want to win. Okay, you got there. You want to be a big-time coach? Now you have to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are some coaches that they're always, you That's know. That's it. They just stay. They're always in the middle, in the middle, in the middle. Now you, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I remember a game from Lazio. Uh, uh, remind me, uh, you know. Celtic. You know. They, they were, I think they, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. Game time they won 3 nothing or something. Yeah, they ended up, they uh, were, they've been very poor. And, and then you go there. They lose 4-3. And they lost and they were out of those uh, European. Yeah. I mean, 4-0. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, you, yeah, you, I remember. Uh, I remember. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, it's true. But listen, I want to give credit to, uh, not much to Inzaghi. I think he started the big brain of Lazio. 
Tare is the one making. Oh, Tare is the guy yeah. who buys he's all the, the players. He's the brain. He's the brain. Yeah, yeah. He knows oh, where, the, where the plug, the players, the oh, new yeah. players, and all the stuff, yeah, and yeah. where to look for it. I agree. Uh, That's the man. Real quick about Juventus: four-zero win over uh, Lecce. Ronaldo uh, obviously got on a score sheet. Dybala too. It felt, felt like it worked a lot better. I, I love Dybala and Ronaldo together. For me, the two guys that always have to be on the pitch together. Then when Douglas Costa comes on, things work out a lot better. One thing I want to say about De Ligt. De Ligt, in my opinion, has been the best Juventus player of the season. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of people that are not educated, that speak and say certain things about De Ligt based off of a few things that he did in October with handballs. And haven't watched the game. Haven't watched the game of Delic. They see highlight videos on Twitter of him hitting the handball from nine months ago. But don't watch a game. Delic, if you watch Juventus play, Delic has been the best player for Juventus this season by a long shot, too. The leadership that he's shown at 19 years old, 20 years old, has been amazing. Especially coming from a new league. Even if you compare a guy like Bonucci who's had a lot bigger struggle to get into this Juventus side. He's been a leader for Juve in the back. He's been incredible. And I think that he gets wrongly criticized because still to this day, I see people writing, wow, Delict is a flop. Delict is he going to leave Juventus? It's absurd. Absolutely absurd. He's been the best player, and he's been incredibly quick in adapting. There's been a lot younger players that have taken seasons to be mm -hmm. able to adapt. He took a couple months. So just... Just for those that you know, keep showing his handball, saying that he's not for Juventus, he's been the best player, followed by DiBala, in my opinion, and, and Ronaldo. Uh, but besides that, listen, you play Lecce. Lecce didn't go out. Lecce didn't didn't come to play. But Marco, come on, four zero with Lecce. even AC Milan gave four goal to Lecce. Come on, let's <laughs> no, I'm, not, not, uh, I'm, I'm just I, I wanted to. For me, the the storyline was about the leaked and and about DiBala being able oh, to. Yeah. I, I like the way that DiBala played with with uh, Ronaldo. Obviously, with Juventus, the transfer market is the big thing, which we'll, we'll talk about. And I want to go back to something that you said, but let's go to Milan. 2-0 mm -hmm. win over Roma. Are we finished mm -hmm. with Juventus? You have something to say? Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. What do you have to say? Time. All right, say it. If you got to, I don't have anything. say Forza Juve. What do you got to say? No, I, you know, if you talk about Juventus, uh, we're going to talk about Arthur and yeah. Uh, later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. No, the other thing that, uh, uh, that I was going to say was about Sarri, you know. Uh, what's uh, Sarri's future in the in this team? Does he have a future? No. Um, I mean, if, you Nobody know, the, likes him. You know, the the team. Uh, you, uh, like you know, they wanted to get rid of Dybala in the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, and now the guy, the Dybala is the guy that it comes through in the big big games, and it looks like he might win another another championship. Yeah. But you know, they they need the Champions League. Uh, so I think a lot of it is is riding on the cha on the Champions League for Sarri. Absolutely, and I think and the Sarri ball that he was talking is there a Sarri ball? I don't know. I, I don't I don't see it. Nah. He kind of it. he kind of had similar problem at Chelsea too last year, where like a lot of the players weren't buying into it and they weren't understanding exactly what he what he was. I was actually reading. Um, I've been in bed a lot. I've been on YouTube, like watching old press conferences of Sarri, and I was listening to what he was saying. He gave an in depth interview at Chelsea about certain players and why they weren't understanding his philosophy and that it takes him like a year to be able for these people to understand the pressing mechanism whatever whatever your opinion it's fine i'm just explaining that I agree what he was I agree what he was saying you. was that a lot of the guys weren't adapted to play his style and that even at chelsea they didn't have his exact player so at juventus obviously a lot of the midfielders and a lot of the players they're not used to playing that certain way 
so that by next year he'll be able to get them to playing a real Saudi ball that you're not seeing it now because of the players that he has. I'm just saying what what's been said. Okay. Um, Marco, yeah. What is and, a Saudi ball? Tell okay. uh, Gaetano, you're yeah, a technical who, who, guy. Explain to me what is a Saudi ball. We what there's a it? there's a video with Ludovico that he explains. I'll send it to you. What so is you can a watch Saudi it. ball? It's a BS. Okay. Here's the point. That guy complained when he was in Chelsea that the player did not understand not his philosophy. He's English or he's Italian. He started, he blamed them. He, he blamed them. They said, they don't, they do not, I have a hard time communicating with them. If you don't know what you're doing, that means, and then it's like another content, this guy here, when the things that they're going to write, he blames the players. That's at, why. At the same time, you know, if you check back at the statistics, Chelsea had like the highest points yeah, in, in a long time. For, and he ended up winning Europa League with them. I don't but believe in a side ball. I don't I, believe in a side ball. To answer your, no to answer your question, he'll probably go on to win the league with Juventus now. He'll always be determined by the Champions League of no Lyon. If, if he goes out to Lyon, the problem is now with coronavirus, it's who you're going to get. It's what other coach can you get? There's people that say Pochettino. Po sacking Sadi and getting Pochettino makes no, no. zero no, point that's, zero that's, that's percent not an improvement. Sense. It makes no sense. He's literally like the Argentinian. The Cancelotti. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. So it's going to be hard to find a replacement, and I think that will play into Sadi's favor. If we're talking about this, and just this is an analogy, not even an analogy, but just a question that I had. For example, Napoli, right, with Ancelotti, and he's more of a, a tactical coach, you might say. So with Gattuso, you see this Napoli team really revamped and, and they're playing more freely and he's more, Gattuso, you know, from what we've seen is more of a motivator than a tactical-minded mm -hmm. coach. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to say, would Juventus benefit from a type of coach as just a pure motivator because you already have the players that can finish a game that's by themselves. That's why I said Conte last year. So that's why imagine I was a Conte or been able a, to a, a Simeone the type I agree. or someone like that I agree. that is just able to motivate the team. Because, especially that, that you have Ronaldo that, that you, you have players you're that can resolve the game without You can't waste a year. Anything. You know, you can't waste a year of it. But I agree. I mean, that's what I was saying back in, in July, in June, that it would have been more that's adapted that's for Conte. That's to, Paletti. That's a motivator Besides the point. Anything to say about your Milan winning 2-0 against Roma? Listen, AC Milan didn't do much Boring to win. Match. Didn't do much to win, but uh, they, uh, they, uh, you know, they con they concretized the the the, the games uh, that they was displayed in front of them. We have those young guys that are unknown. Salas Maker, Paquetá is starting to uh, to run a little better, not holding the ball the way he used to. He's starting to distribute the ball a little faster because the guy's major mistake was holding the ball and trying to dribble. We don't need dribblers over here. We need people. That they take the ball, they look and they pass to the right. Rebic has Rebic been so important. Rebic uh, has been shown that without Ibrahimovic, he still can handle uh, I think the eight job. Eight goals the, in his last nine forward. games. We have uh, we have uh, uh, the the left uh, the left fullback that we have with Tio Hernandez is a spectacular player. He's the one that created the, the penalty and uh, you know there is some fluidity on the game of AC Milan. Not to say that they deserve to beat Roma by two nothing, but uh, they didn't wrap the game. The game was. It was honestly, it was a win. A win is a win. And Roma, with nine points different on top of that, I don't think that difference in the, in the, in the standing really makes a lot of sense. Roma didn't look good. So, uh, in my opinion, to me, we're not we're not like you guys that you're going to be winning everything. Whatever scrap is left in for us, if there is anything on the floor, we'll take it. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's I didn't. It. I was I was pretty disappointed with the match. I thought as a whole it was it was more boring than I was expected. And and even for Roma, I mean, for Roma fans, it's just. 
it feels depressing. You know, they keep looking and I keep reading, you know, everybody's comments on what they want to see and, and how the team plays. And they're just frustrated. And I understand, you know, being frustrated. Uh, you know, they felt like, like you said, there's a big difference between Roma and, and Milan in the yeah. points. That these are a game that if you really want to push, you have to win. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't enough. But Roma right now with from A to Z, they've, they have problems. I mean, from... <laughs> From the you know Ownership. James Palotta to yeah. suspending the the sporting director Gianluca yeah, Petrarchi Petrar. mm-hmm. to you know transfer market we don't know what's going on with this player that transfer player market, selling, the, selling so, the team so no, there's there's so. a lot of confusion right now in Roma and the players feel it you can see how yeah. they're playing uh, the same time Milan listen Pioli he's known as the normalizer he's not gonna mm-hmm. he's not gonna make any spectacle uh, you know uh, game. So he's going to be there to just put the team in, in place to have the chance to win. And Milan so far, since coming back, have shown some life. And they might have a push for, not necessarily Champions League, but at least a solid fifth place uh, spot if all goes well. So, Either, I mean, Milan... I, I, gotta, I have to be honest with you. I appreciate from this guy, not that his style of coaching, that the fact that he's giving the chance to the youngster, like a Salas Maker, some of those uh, young kids... That he's been plugging in, he's been he also has no into Ibra the too, which yeah. is huh? he also has no Zlatan, which is well, difficult. But yeah. at least he's not and, complaining. And I think the, the biggest thing for Milan is the zero goals allowed. Right, because who, who would he have as a goalkeeper? We don't have Meret, we don't have anybody else. We have the best, everybody said it, he's the best goalkeeper. Maldini said Maldini it. Maldini said it. He said he's, he's the, the best, best goalkeeper of the world, of the world, none of Italy, of the world. I know, but Maldini's none also. None of this, uh, you know, uh, okay, that's for you. Napoli in five Maldini. wins in a row. Of the world. Oh. Five the wins world. in a row, w. Napoli. W of the world. The best of the world. Napoli too. Napoli have turned things around big time, obviously after the Coppa Italia um, and everything that, that Gattuso has done. Finally, some, some life, some hope. They're finishing the season on a high. The only thing is, when you got this Atalanta that's, you know, securing that fourth spot every week, they go out there with a vengeance. And it always makes me laugh, the, the teams that say, Oh, we've been off for uh, for three months. We've been off for two months. How are we going to do it? And even Del Piero said it. Del Piero said, I give uh, Atlanta such big hopes in Champions League because look at them. Look how they've come back after the break. They they look incredible, especially compared to other teams around there. They have not missed a beat. They Even Muriel, incredible. Two incredible goals wow. from Luis Muriel who comes. like he's, he's a guy that's... He's got the most in the history of Serie A since the three-point ever. No substitute has ever scored more goals in a season than Muriel. You know, I want to give a lot of credit to what your father said before. Not that I, I, it's about my what? style. About uh, Inzaghi. Inzaghi trying to micromanage every play. You come here, do this way, do that. Gasparini, when he was uh, sent off and, Into the mic. and he was not on the field, he was on the, on the stand over there. Gasparini was just watching the game like this. And uh, like Atalanta, Atalanta, man, running like a freaking... Uh, they were like, uh, everything was on automatic, like memory. Everybody knew what to do. No much direction from the coach from the second uh, that he was on the bench. Everybody knew what to do and where to go and how to react to the game and how to play the game. They're this machines. Muriel has been a big plus for them. Yeah. I, machine, wish, I wish two, three years ago where the rumors was that Muriel could have come to AC Milan. I wish close. we would have taken him. He was close. That was the biggest disappointment. Well, because, he should uh, stay Fiorentina, first of all. But yeah, but uh, as far as Atalanta is concerned, no, they look like they're enjoying playing soccer. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you look at them, they really enjoy. And no matter what the the score is, you know, if you feel like they're gonna come back, 
Mm-hmm. And, you so see, and you see Muriel, you know, to go to the sideline and grabbing Gasparini and lifting him, lift up, him yeah. up in the You know, you could see that they to- love the coach. Yeah, he's, they're he, together. He no. said he said that uh, Gasparini said that after the last match, he told Muriel that he looked dead. He's like, you weren't doing anything. You weren't running. So then that's why Muriel went to go pick him up after he but scored Marco, the goals. You said to me just a few minutes ago, so Peter, that Conte could be the the, the motivator that Juventus need. You don't need a motivator. You need somebody that knows how to play soccer. <laughs> Gasperini knows how to play the game. He will plug you the players on the right spot. I said, this is what you do. They playing 12 people offense and 12 people defense. Well, okay. So that's what they do. They well. go as a unit up and down. <laughs> Not the, the sorry, the sorry philosophy. What is it? Tell me. What's the Saris game? I still don't understand. Well, why, why don't you get him at Milan? I don't understand. <laughs> I why don't wish. You get I Milan? wish. Hey, well, make a phone call. Okay, I wish. Yes, but make I wish you guys are listening to me. He's the best coach that we have in Europe and maybe in all the world. Yeah. Listen to me. Listen, listen. I got I to gotta go all the way out on the limb. This guy here, he can win the Champions League with his team. Okay? You're going to cut my tongue if I... If, Hey, he's Del, Del Piero said the same thing today. He Listen, said they, he said they could dream about winning the Champions League. Now. This team with this philosophy and with the player with the system that they have in place, can I? Can I okay, sorry, they can sorry. win the Champions League. Can I just throw one thing out there? And I'll give you credit just first. How many uh, how many years I've been bragging about Gasparini? Okay, by the way, one second. How many years? I think a couple months. <laughs> a couple months. <laughs> uh, a lot of people. It's funny. A lot of people in the comments, like after Juventus has been doing that well after they got out to Napoli. A lot of people were like, Antonio's been saying for a long time, Gasparini, that he would be the perfect coach for Juventus. One quick question. What would you do if he, if, would you root for Juventus then if Gasparini or do you still want him to not no, win? No, I mean, hey, if he wins with the Juventus, if he wins with the Juventus, it's going to be just telling, telling you and everybody else and said, hey, he was right. So you turn into a Juventus fan? No, but no you want them to win, so you're going to turn into no Juventus. No way! Fan. But it's going to show you that the, all of these coaches that you guys have been paid so many millions of dollars for nothing. This guy doesn't even make twenty percent of what Conte makes. To, to what? To do what? Let me just to let me just what? throw something out there. It's Sadi's first season at Juventus. It's Conte's first season at Inter. It's not Gasperini's first season at Atalanta. That's nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's got nothing to do That's with that. That's not a factor. That's nothing to it's do not with that. It's not a factor at all. Nothing. Zero. Wow. Zero. Zero. Listen, you're Whoa. a professional player. You're a professional player, right? You should know what to do. When you have practice, when you're not playing in front of a spectator, so you have practice, the coach is telling you to do this. This is what you're going to do. If you're going to do it on practice, you're supposed to put, do the same thing when you're on the field. Gasparini, that's what he does. Yeah, but there's different philosophy and tactics and way of playing. And some of these uh, players, if you want to play the 3 5 2, you, you need certain players. That, uh, uh, that that you could play the three five two. You cannot put you cannot just put any players to play the the two guys on the outside. The two guys on the outside, they have to be uh, right fullback, and right the, midfielder, and right wing. Yeah, and they have to have f- four lungs because they got to run up look and down, room. up and down. Look the room. Like, aside from the from the goal kick that he, okay. that the goal that he now, put on net. Candreva does that for Inter on the right side. I don't think he's that good, but he's. One guy, I think he makes a lot of mistakes. You're not wrong. So he's got Candreva on one side. On the other side, he's got Biragi, who, mm. uh, who I don't think is that good either. You're not wrong. Uh, you know, so you need the right players. Then he changes with, uh, he changed it to with uh, 
Well, as Samoa got hurt. Yeah. So hey, Asa, Moses has been good. Victor uh, Moses. Now, Compared Mo- to Moses. Yeah, he Mo- hasn't been bad. Moses yesterday bad. when he came in. What I a mean, great assist. He, he, and I, I don't know how he did it because you know yeah. he went down the line. He's going to cross with the right. All of a sudden he makes a U-turn and he crosses with the left. It was an instinct just a little bit. That was incredible. He knew that the guy yeah. was there because the guy, he was by himself. I think you're wrong. You're wrong. No, he didn't know it. It was a laugh. <laughs> it was laugh. Just pure laugh. Okay, okay. Didn't know. He turns without even looking at it and he crossed the ball. That was incredible. Because it was, it was really crazy. crazy. Okay, but I'm saying, those are, if you want to play the 3-5-2, <laughs> you need certain players that have yeah. the ability to play. If you don't have those players, then, you know, then you need to get those players. Um, the, the one thing, to, the one to, thing to, about points, To your points, okay. to your points. How come we have Caldara? That we took from Atalanta, right? He it's stays on point. AC Milan for two point. years. Even point. after the injury, the AC Milan couldn't find a place for this guy here to play. That's a good he point. He goes back to Bergamo. This guy, uh, he's, he's, been, uh, he's been clocking a lot of minutes with Gasparini. What does I tell you? The coach is very important. The coach knows how to communicate. Nobody's to arguing player. against that. No, that's not what arguing I'm, what I'm saying that. is, what I'm saying is, we just buy players for so many millions of dollars. You're right. They buy, You're they right. get people, they, they teach them how to play. They say, this is what I want you to do. We agree with this. We all agree. I think okay. we, all, we all do yeah, agree. This is, this is style. You don't need but 11 million it. euro motivators <laughs> over there. But that's the, the job of a coach. You got to try to get the best out of your players. And different players, and different yeah, but styles. The system, the system you need, Gattano, is very yeah, important. And you need how to talk to those but, players and... You know, and that's what a coach is there for. Yeah, the system is important, but like Gaetano said, you have to have the right players to play those those positions. Hatha Boyer, those guys like that have been unbelievable. Also having the chance to get Derun. Derun, they sold Derun, and then they ended up buying him back from England. I forgot the team right now off the top of my head. He did, had a terrible season, comes back, and is back amazing. Caldara's the same know, way. Exactly. Caldara is another example. You know, you have guys such as Papu Gomez, Ilicic, Zapata. These are guys that are have been good consistent consist, uh can't even say right consistently. now consistently in Serie A. And these are the right moves to to take. And Gasparini has been able to use these guys and play in those positions. But Zapata was not good enough for Napoli, back. Peter. Zapata was not good enough for Napoli. But, you have, to, but you have to remember also the aged, the experienced players as they get older develop. You you get more knowledgeable, you understand the game better, you you move. But Zapata has always and, been systems and groups. They matter. They matter. There's of course. There's there's a lot of Gallardini. How the hell do you miss with right in front? Any professional yeah, player goes. But when you're having a bad time, when the fans are against you, when yeah, when there's, there's all these different factors, sometimes you miss. If he was on Atalanta, he would have bagged it in, or anybody else would have bagged an it in. Was an Atalanta player, wasn't it? I yes. know that's what I'm saying. What they could take him back, maybe. What do you want? Just give him Kessie back to Atalanta. Kessie. Kessie. Okay. One thing. Well, one thing about Kessie's Atalanta. been playing okay. Kessie's been playing okay. One thing about Atalanta that always makes me laugh. You know, they they smacked Sassuolo when they came back. You know, it was four one. It was four zero. And then everybody right away when we were saying, "Oh look, Sass- Atalanta didn't even have a break." Oh, but look, it's Sassuolo. Then Inter struggles with Sassuolo. And now what does everybody say? So there's there's such a even even in Champions League like oh they get easy draws. There there is like this thing uh, around Atalanta from certain fans that they want to take away from it and I think that we just need to mm-hmm. understand how incredible it is that the philosophy and the mentality that the team has especially with the budget is pretty incredible and yeah. to not take away because any game 
Inter could slip up against Parma. Juventus, you, they didn't slip up against Lecce. But you could find these matches that teams slip up, and it's about having that consistency. And I think that any team, the point was Napoli, Roma, anyone else that wants to get that fourth spot, good luck trying to take it away from Atalanta because they are grabbing on with both hands. They do not want to let that go. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's talk about transfers, which is um, mm-hmm. a big to- topic, talking point. You were saying about Lautaro with Barcelona. His head looks like this. And today... Official, Arthur joins Juventus, signs, Pjanic signs for Barcelona, all done, 100% medical is done, announcement today. The deal, uh, just to give context, uh, it, the structure is weird. Juventus are going to pay between 70 and 80 million for Arthur. Oh and God. then, and listen, it's, uh, it's really a swap plus 10 million for Pjanic, but the way that they're doing it, it's, it's like financial doping. They're trying to make their, balance their books a lot better. So they say, oh, we're going to pay 70 to 80 million for Arthur. Oh, and for Pjanic, we're going to pay 60 to 70 million. So the difference is like 10 million. It's basically the same thing. It's just accounting reasons. Anyway, um, my point was, and I'm not talking about the player. I just wanted to go to your point about the the, the psyche of a player. Pjanic posted a video today saying, uh, I'm obviously he said very nice things about Juventus, but then afterwards he said, uh, let's go Barca, Forza Barca, Mezque un club, all this stuff. And I'm thinking, this guy still has a month, over a month to play with Juventus and a Champions League and a league to win. It is so strange that we allow this transfer to happen right now. To me, it was mind-boggling. Even Arthur, there's a video that his coach was trying to, you know, he went from the second that the game ended, uh, Barcelona, he hopped on a plane, went to Torino, and then went back. And his his coach was trying to make him train, and he was like, I'm not going in. I'm not warming up. It is such a strange dynamic that we have players making transfers now where there's still time to go into season. To me, it's very, very weird. And I think mentally, it's going to be interesting. I know Sadi says, oh, Pjanic is a professional. I'm not doubting that, that he's going to train and this. For me, it's very, very strange. I don't know. This was something on my mind today that I don't think it's kind of right, in my opinion. Yeah. But Marco, listen. What do you think, Peter? No, fun, you're going to get – I, I want to no, realize I think the, the human factor is that we all think, and if already he writes something, it's definitely something in his head that he says, I'm a Barcelona fa- a player now. You're going to be professional enough, but in the end, you'll still have something – you're thinking about the future, you're thinking about something else, and it can create this confusion. That being said – under these circumstances, unfortunately, they've made that all the the contracts end June 30th. So it's still the same system. And then that's why a lot of teams had to create these agreements to get an additional loan of, of two months. But do they need to be announced publicly? They Does this all need to have publicly? Yeah, it shouldn't. I, I don't know why, but I think what happens is these teams, it's going to be leaked out anyway. Because you're going to have these guys, you have to have these guys go for a medical. You want to make sure that you close the deal now. And agree to the terms. Then a month later, something happens, and either someone gets injured, or or they say, "No, I want you know X amount more." And then you can create all this other controversy, and the, the deal falls. What I'm saying through. is, they they can't just sign these things and then not announce it and wait till the end. They can't. You know, it's not. But the thing is, it's all based on a medical, so the medical is still gonna be. I, I don't know. Just something felt wrong to me. Yeah. It just it feels weird just seeing Pjanic uh, say these things. What happens if somebody gets hurt? It Let's doesn't matter. No, no, it's it's Let's done say deal. Let's say Pjanic gets hurt. It's a done deal. Are, is Pjanic still going to be playing throughout the season? Yeah, he's playing. Okay, because there's been transfers like Timo they, Werner. They take it went off. Went to Chelsea. He's not going to play for Rebels anymore in the Champions. Okay, League. but Pjanic. No, is Pjanic play. is playing. Yeah. 
So if he gets injured, that's it. Barcelona Barcelona's problem. No problem. Catano, listen to yeah. my point. Uh, I don't like Something's it. Something's weird. Catano, look at look I, my point. I don't like it. But the, only th- the only thing, I know you're saying that the circumstances are Corona, but even like last year with Ramsey, with Arsenal, like, and I know maybe that one's okay because it was a free transfer, but I feel like yeah. we've seen many times in the past players that they already know that they're gone oh. next year. Everybody knows yeah. and they say it. Something about it feels yeah. weird. But to I mean, me. April after April thirtieth, the player is free to sign if he's a free transfer. Okay, he's able to sign with another club okay. as a free transfer. Peter, then in this case, is a different situation. Let me tell I don't, you, my, I don't like let it. Let me tell you my point. Weird. Okay, about this whole stuff with the Pjanic and a few other yeah, people like Arthur. Lautaro and everybody else. Juventus is still competing for the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Okay, if for some reasons Juventus slips up and Pjanic is one of the players that might be oh, yeah. that might be culpable. For Juventus not making the right play at the right time or looking sluggish or something like that, this is going to be a problem. I don't think he's get any worse him. than what he's been. Yeah. I agree I mean, with him. We can go. This stuff here should not be happening while the the players are still we, wearing the jersey we, of the people. They're getting the salary from the from we, the, the, the the ownership of Juventus. We can go as far back as Lazio Inter. Remember the last day, De Vrij was already on yeah. Inter yeah. and he yeah, caused like the penalty. That, exactly. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. There, there is something wrong. Uh, what happens wrong. if he, uh, if Juventus plays Barcelona? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's be there weird. you go. Now what? <laughs> Who the hell does he want? I know. I understand. I'm not trying to say that they're gonna do it. No, but, but w- no, but he's right. I remember De Vrij. You know, uh, last year. That's a good, good, nah. memory, good memory. Yeah, no, no, it's not, it's. I don't like it. I don't yeah, like it either. Like Nobody. It either. Like I, I mean, I saw this video of Piano saying, "Miss que un club." I can't wait to play on Barcelona. Forza Barcelona. We still got a month and we got a Champions League to win. I have a league to win. But that's crazy. This is the major point. Now this is the thing that is going to be the the most important break. break. Today, the soccer is about money. When me and your father were uh, 20 or 30 years younger, okay, the game, the game was about soccer. It was not about money. Everybody played soccer. It is crazy. Now it's money. We're talking about money. How much is this? How much is that? That's crazy. How much is Lautaro? How much is Riccardi? How much is uh, it's, uh, Rabiot? How much is this? This is nothing but an economic But why do you think right we're now? playing right now? It, it is crazy. Well, excuse me? Yeah, we're why playing do you think we're playing right now? For money. Well, it's money. Your buddy, your, your best friend, Sadi, even gave a quote today. He said, we talk too, too much about transfers. He said every conversation. He said we need to get back to the days. This is what he said. He said we need to get back to the days where we're not talking about transfer fee. We're not talking about who's going where. Let's talk about the actual football that's going to be on display. Right. I do agree, and I understand both perspectives. To speak about this, like the reason why this deal got done, I don't know if you know. I was explaining it to my dad. Barcelona fans, we interviewed a Barcelona expert um, who ran basically an IFTV for Barcelona who was so disappointed in the way that this is going. Because if you think Artur, right? We don't know about him as a player. Barcelona fans rate him very highly. He's 23 years old. Pjanic, all of us here has said that Pjanic has not been the same Pjanic from Roma. He's 30 years old. So how in the world are you going to give Juventus a player that's seven years younger for only 10 million, and you're taking a player that's worse, and he's 30 years old? And the reason being is because of the way that FFP and accounting and all this stuff works Barca need a way to balance their books because they spent so much money on Dembele and Griezmann and Coutinho and all these players who have not panned out that when you buy a player, and Peter could speak to this, when you buy a player, let's say you, you buy a player for $50 million, right? You could spread out that $50 million being balanced on your books within five years. You could say, all right, it's only going to count $10 million this year, $10 million next year, $10 million this year, which allows you to buy more players. 
when you sell a player, it's going to account for right now. So they're saying, oh, look, Arthur, we got 80 million right now. When realistically, is like, Arthur 80 million? Is Pjanic 70 million? It's not about that. So Barca was forced into a situation where they had to sell somebody to be able to balance their books, and they got screwed in a way to give away Arthur. Now, I don't know the player very well. Barcelona fans all across the world are, they want their management sacked. They, they're, Barcelona's in a disaster. They're losing their league. Their coach yeah. is a mess. I saw a video of their coach. He was too scared to, to even talk to the team at halftime <laughs> when Barcelona were losing a match. Wow. It, was, it was almost embarrassing. He was looking at Messi like this. He was terrified at halftime. And they're bored. Uh, they're very upset with losing a player like this. For Pjanic, I think Juventus wins in this move. Absolutely. You're getting Big a better ball playing midfielder who's younger. We don't know what to expect. Obviously, people have said he has disciplinary re issues. We don't know. But either way, it's it's crazy, but this, is the, this is the football that we love. Maratic is better than Pallotta, by the way. Pallotta Mar Marotta. made all of this. Marotta, Marotta. Marotta I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, why, why did they uh, sell him? They had to sell somebody. And they had to balance their books because of their account. I bet you it doesn't fit on the schemes that Messi and company wanted to run. Messi, around. Messi. There's actually an interview of Messi saying how much he. Yeah, but there is. are so many players. That the senators. Who else could they have sold? Who else could they have sold? Well, and they had to get this done by the thirtieth. Yeah, for once, the uh, the guy um, Vidal is one. That yeah, they're not going to get eighty million yeah, for him. No, they they're not going to get him anything. Well, Vidal is going with you guys, right? No, he's not. Anyway, oh. last thing, yeah, last thing before we end. Let's just say last thing, Hakimi to Inter, uh, which is massive. Uh, the guy is one of the best prospects oh. uh, for fullbacks in Europe, playing for Dortmund, owned by um, Real Madrid, who was, when this news came out, nobody was even thinking that it was possible for, for him to join Inter. Obviously, Real Madrid have Carvajal, who's still young, who's still 28 years old, and they're saying that Hakimi... And I know Antonio is going to love to hear this. They're saying that Hakimi chose Inter over Bayern Munich, over Manchester City because of Antonio Conte and because of um, the guaranteed oh of being able to play a lot more under Conte and in Conte's system. That's what they're saying. The deal's around 40 to 45 million. It should be done by the time this podcast is up. It's probably already announced. Everything seems like it's good. First off, Peter, how do you feel? Making a slight upgrade from Candreva to Hakimi. Slight. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna win with this. Now. Big upgrade. You're gonna win with this, right, Pete? Which Listen, is which is we, the biggest thing that this, we've been saying yeah, is missing. Well, this has been a problem for Inter since Maincon. We have no left back, right back for a long time that can actually play with the ball and give decent crosses. This guy Hakimi, he is something special in his ability to run up and pass players mm -hmm. his speed his crossing ability goal scoring you don't find guys that score what was it eight goals nine goals I'm not sure how many and and nine assists as a right back that's pretty remarkable now can he translate that from bundesliga to Serie A? to be seen but definitely a young player that has shown a lot of promise very similar to theo hernandez yeah. i think yeah milan's from real madrid yeah, too and the same yeah, size good, same yeah. type of ability real madrid for financial fair play reasons, for not finding space because they have Carvajal already in that position and, and being able to let him go. I think Inter are going to get a steal for a player that can make the difference. $40 million, okay, crazy. it might be a lot, but no, it's, it's not, not a lot, lot in this market. It's not a lot. And he also chose to take less money to come to Inter. That means he's... Wow. Uh, you know, happy for this project. This is a player that Inter 40 needs. 40 million is not a lot for no, it's not. a it's real not. good right it's back. Not. And with this player, you're going to win everything. It's going to help. It's going to have to win everything, right? Right? You guys are disillusioned to think that Akim is going to make a big difference for you guys. Okay. I'm going to tell you the reasons why. 
First of no, all, tell us why, Antonio. you got so many this. players that they were supposed to be different makers for you. Who? Alexis. No, got... no one said that. Oh, what? Why did you he get it? going to be a sub. We're in a moment. Oh, we're Erickson. talking about right wing back. Erickson. Erickson, give some time. You got Barella. You okay. got Sensi. Yeah. You got, you got they're playing really everybody. Good. Anto, you don't think Hakimi is better than Candreva? Listen, Candreva so far, as much as I don't like him, he did a lot for Inter. He put so many crosses into the, the, the box. Yeah, but he's got to hit the target, not just put crosses. <laughs> Antonio, Antonio does not like want to give him. Inter credit, but he's like giving him. credit to Candreva. I don't like the guy. That's why, you know, thank God the guy got some. Listen, listen to me. You don't have anybody better than Candreva right now in that position. Who is, who's better than Cantreva for you to cross the ball? Nobody Maybe else Moses. knows how to cross the ball. That's why they're getting Hakimi. Okay. That's the whole but point. But that's the point. He's a we need huge, better he's a I got news for you. Upgrade. I haven't seen Hakimi crossing that ball so many times for the highlights. How many times you watch it? Here. Listen to me. You're this guy here you're runs down right the line. Now. Antonio, you're hating right now. He runs down you're, the line. You're just mad. And then, and then he dictates a pass for him to just go, go deep. You're just okay. mad right now. You're mad right Still now. Cross. Listen, if he makes the right pass. This is a right I back. just wish you all the best. And I think this okay. guy here is going to wind up on the bench. When if the first two, three games, he's not going to put any uh, okay. solid uh, numbers on the field. He's going to wind up sitting on the bench with the rest of the crew. Cons okay? Considering the lack of fullbacks that there are in the market, and I think good example of Theo being the steal from Real Madrid, even like a team like Juventus to not be able to get a guy like Hakimi when you have Cuadrado playing right back, who's not really a right back, it's pretty incredible. And I give Inter a lot of credit. When I saw the rumors, I didn't think that Hakimi would go so, there. So, but, que, so, so Kiesa, I guess he's not going to Inter. Not in that position. Unless he's going <laughs> to change the second uh, striker and Lautaro. Good answer. So any, Juventus uh, is going to get Kiesa. Listen, any idea? Uh, any thoughts? No, the last thing is Lautaro. What's the story with Lautaro? Any, uh, is, he, oh. uh, is he going? He's he, not going? No one wants that guy. That guy's a washout. Inter stance, what I, which I like. Marotta has been very clear to say, listen, we want him. And unless Barcelona is going to hit that amount, the 111 or whatever it is, he's not for sale. That's so he's BS. Made it very but at least he's putting right. out the statement. Right now, I think even 70 you take. Of listen, <laughs> if I'm Inter... What would you if take? I'm What's Inter? the lowest you take? Oh, listen. 70, 70 you mil take? 70 million. 70, if there's a, a need. 65? I think also next year. 65? No, no. 65? Under, under 70, no. no. That guy is not better no. than Icardi. Listen, Gatano, I, wanna, I think you got a good point over there. Listen to this. <laughs> He's so happy. Oh, listen so to this. Happy. Up to two, I three know you're smiling ago, under there. Two, three happy. weeks ago, <laughs> Lautaro was $150 million. $111 is his buyout for $150 million. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. He disappears on the field. From 150, now we're talking about 70. <laughs> By next week, this guy's going to be 30 million dollars. They're going to pay. But the, yeah, He's but the end of the campeonato. Listen to me. Barcelona. You li pay. No, listen to me. By the end of the campeonato, he's going to wind up begging the, the, the coaching staff to make him play. I'm paying you out of my pocket to play for Inter, even on the bench. The guy's not worth not even 10 million. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's not worth anything. Right. It's a washout. That's no, it. It was a very funny point until you went. It was. It was funny how you said. 100. Ten million will be a stretch, and just give it up right now before they change their mind. Nobody wants him. What do you mean Palota nobody wants is, him? Listen, Palota has been Marotta. saying. Marotta. Marotta has been making this statement out because they knew that they make a mistake. They said, "I think we overshot ourselves." Now it's like. Let's try to repair to the big mistake that we made by what opening our mistake? mouth about this guy. Okay. This guy was already in Barcelona's roster, according to you. 
no. in according to everybody. Now, nobody talks about him anymore. Well, maybe Barcelona now has the money to buy Nobody him. wants him. What are you doing? Why are you yelling at me for? Nobody <laughs> wants him. Listen, nobody I think I, I agree with, I agree I with Peter that I think that if Inter fans, if you get the 111 million right now, nobody say, wants him. Say, not even by far. Not but even, listen, let's, let's, also, let's not exaggerate how bad Lautaro's been. It's only been a couple of games. Couple of games? Yeah, it's been a couple of games. Are you kidding me? Against stupid teams. You're supposed to be putting three or four three or four goals it's, it's probably, on, on each game. That's head problem. That guy's washed out. Guys, dude. we're we're going to end the podcast right now. We're going to answer a couple of questions, but they're going to be on the audio-only version. So head on over to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Go listen to the audio version, and we're going to run through a couple of these questions. So we'll see you there. All right. Uh, we got a question from Maria who asks, other than Artur, is there anything else that Juventus need to make? Obviously, I would say in the midfield. My idea, you got to do this. I say this. Castrovilli or Zaniolo? One of them. One of them. Listen to me. One of them. And then, and then we're, we're allowed to dream, right? I think you could dream. I think it's it. I think. Why don't you take Celsius and Barella too? No, I don't want them. Oh. And then one of Pogba and Savage. Oof. Add those guys to the wow. team. Oh my God. Add You're very those. selfish. Oh, man. I'm selfish? How many midfielders do Inter have? You are very selfish. How many midfielders do Inter have? Oh, and you know what? You know what's, so, you know what's one other thing I oh got to say? Oh, my God. You had $40 million for Tonali right there, who could have been the perfect player. If you want to get Tonali instead of Castrovilli, I know I'm okay Tonali, with that. But to, Tonali wants to come to Inter. Are you getting because it yes or not? Because of Conte. Do you, are you getting Tonali yes or not? Looks like it. Okay. Anything else, anything else for Juventus that you guys think? Obviously, my answer is very standard. I would say Tonale would be perfectly a perfect fit for Juventus. Center forward. I don't know who in particular, but... Milik? A nice center forward. I'm not crazy about Milik. You know who would be a cra- crazy pickup? Oh. Zeko on Juventus. Really? Even though his age and whatnot, I think he can play in Juventus and oh, he yeah. would he would score. They were, saying, they were talking was... about Gabriel Jesus this week. too. Ah, listen, Marco, you were saying that Ronaldo was the costly. only thing that you needed and then you got Ronaldo. What happened now? He's at center forward. What, anything from you? No, you need to get a center forward. No. Anybody in your mind? No, I was thinking because I don't know Arthur that well. Where is Arthur going to fit? That's a good question. Where is he going to fit in Juventus? Then if I know where he's going to fit, then I could tell you what else uh, to get. Well, this is what's weird. They say he's yeah. going to play as the Jorginho, which makes no sense. Okay, but Jorginho plays in front of the defense, yeah. which is Betancourt, I think, is going to get that position. According to them, they're saying that 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 he wants Artur to play the Jorginho role, which Artur is not adapted to. Right, I, I, wants Artur I to think he's a more no, no. Of, uh, like I said, he's a ball playing. He's, I do not he, know him that well. I thought I thought he's more. An offensive they say player. he plays in the same position as Xavi. He likes to possess the ball mm-hmm. in the midfield and go box to box. That's what he prefers. Okay, but so, also, but, so that's not in front okay, of the defense. Pjanic, I think Pjanic Mento, was not in front of the defense when he yeah, came but to Juventus. Ma- but many times, uh, Pjanic uh, exactly. plays in front that's of the saying. defense. That's what I'm saying. Sadi moved him to play him there. Right. They're saying he wants to move Arthur to play him yeah, in front of the defense. But it's not Jorginho. I and it's not Pirlo either. Because Pirlo was that, that Jorginho. was Pirlo's role. You have Betancourt. Yeah. I think Betancourt is better for I that agree. position. I agree. Um, uh, Maruso says, we need some more love for Fiorentina on the podcast. I want to know, what player do you think Fiorentina needs to sign this summer? I like uh, I like the guy that they got from uh, from Verona definitely. Uh, Amrabat. Amrabat. That's a great yeah, sign. It's a spectacular sign in the midfield. Um, anything. I, what uh, Fiorentina needs is somebody to score goals. Okay. Yeah, they, they have Ribery, which he can give the nice pass and everything. They have the goalkeeper. They have the defense. You you know if they get uh, Arambat, which is mm-hmm. a very good add in really midfield, good. they need somebody to score goals. You know. 
Chiesa is another Chiesa, scorer. Chiesa, he scores well. Let he him will go. score five, six goals. Uh, Let him go. And Vlaovic, you know, so that's what they need. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe the, the Napoli's guy over there, uh, Milik. Milik can, uh, can, uh, can make a big difference. Go to, I don't think he's going to go to Milik, uh, listen, with the right money. Anything? Yeah, I think center-back, the position, because it's an aging position. Casares yeah. is probably going to be going. You need someone that's going to be there for a long time. That could be another image of you that know who team. who they could get? And build from the Who's back. Who's for sale? Romero from Juventus. Who, who Juventus on? Romero yeah. is for sale. They, that, that could be a good idea. Yeah. And you know who, who I'll say to this question? They want to pack A coach. Best signing right. that Fiorentina can oh, make, yeah. Spalletti. Spalletti. No, I'm telling you, Spalletti. Wait, because it's from Florence. No, on, not because that. Because I don't know what other good coach I that think, you can get. Yeah, no. you can definitely. Listen, Thomas. No, uh, okay, Fiorentina. Less. To they have to be top eight teams. Okay, and I think you need a coach that brings you top eight. You're not going to win the championship, yeah. and you're not going to make Champions League next year. But you make but the UEFA. You need to be top eight. Catano, what do you think? Excuse me. Would, that kind of, you, would you think that Paqueta will uh, in, a, in a lesser team like Fiorentina, like a, a middle of range, can make yeah, a big difference yeah, for them? Yeah, yeah, sure. He doesn't have the pressure of Milan, right. sure. He's been doing good though. Yeah. You know, you don't want to give him up, yeah. yeah. Thomas, a little Thomas adds the, the addition of Hakimi to Inter and Artur to Juve uh, raised the level league's level for Serie A, basically saying high-profile young players coming to to Serie A does a raise. I think that this is, in my opinion, maybe I'm biased, this is the effect of signing a player like Ronaldo to the league a couple of years ago. I think when you got the best player in the world who comes, a lot of the younger players, they want to start coming there. Look at look at La Liga. Things don't look that good for them, especially Barcelona. Once Messi's done, what do they have over there? They don't have that much. I think that this is the moment that Serie A is starting to rejuvenate when you got these kind of players, young players, coming yeah. to the league. Uh, the, definitely. I think these these things come in cycles. It's like for 10 years at a time, England is good, Spain is good, and now it's Italy's time to, to shine. Definitely Cristiano Ronaldo coming has brought attention to Italy. Now we need the Italian government to also uh, go hand-in-hand hand with Serie A in stadiums. Getting, giving them the rights to have the stadiums done, giving them the rights for them to grow. And being able to do better market because I think as far as top leagues are concerned, uh, Italy and the Serie A have a bigger threshold that like if they do certain grow, things the right way to grow. grow, if they do things the right way, they can really grow at a at a great level. Yeah. Two players I would like to see in Serie A: Cavani and Neymar. Still yeah. Cavani? Yeah, I like Cavani and Neymar. Hey, maybe Cavani to Fiorentina. I would love... Lo <laughs> Cavani to Fiorentina. Why not? I would love... I would love to it's a Russian player. Free transfer. Out. Last question. What signing does Napoli need next season to challenge for the Scudetto? Mm, he needs more than they one signing. <laughs> I, think, I think their window kind of closed. They, mm -hmm. they were good for a while, and then they just weren't able to win that last They didn't push. To me, so, I mean, to me, they need a lot of help in defense. They're saying Koulibaly well, might leave. It depends they need on a lot of help in defense, team. and they need a Jorginho type of a midfielder and another forward. Every uh, the Callejon needs to go. He's gone already. Yeah, they need they need yeah. uh, they need help in the, on the front over there, and they need one or two players on they defense. They get too many basic wingers too. The midfielder, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. okay. The midfielders, the Napoli midfield is okay, but uh, they're saying they're saying changes under. What are you gonna nah. do with changes? I, I think Napoli's gonna have a lot of changes this year. Chenji's under. Come on. I don't think that. That's not a player. You're not going to challenge for Scudetto with no. under. No, no, no. Anything, anybody comes to mind that? No, I mean, you, you can. Uh, Calle on, you know, 
Usai, Usai. Mertens and Insigne. Mertens is good. You know, Mertens, Mertens is, good. Is, is still good. Insigne. But I don't know. You have a you have Milik, but Milik they don't use it. Uh, and this guy has got very high uh, scoring uh, percentage between ratio. Ga- ratio between games, and he's got a very. But they still, uh, you know. But I mean, I would have find I would have find a way for Insigne. Milik and Mertens to play together. Mm. That's what I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Good point. All right, guys. Um, as always, thank you for watching. Rate us with five stars. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. You good? Oh, yeah, well, no. one last thing. We'll have How's your leg? My leg is good. Yeah. Okay. I feel better. Okay. Marco, I don't know if you guys know, but Marco had uh, surgery on the meniscus. Yeah. So he was in, in bed for a few days. It was uh, a lot more than... W- meniscus there was also a little bit more than they did so i feel i feel for i was telling peter i feel for all the players who have so many bad injuries man it kills you when you're when you're waiting to get this you start thinking you're like when's the next time i'm gonna be able to play and you know what's even worse because now you have time right you're like waiting around you have to stay in bed you start watching a lot more and then it gets you to want to play and you're like oh you know it's such a it's such a weird cycle for players even aguero he had a uh, meniscus surgery the day after me i was just thinking it's crazy listen Six i get weeks. five surgery on my leg now that, that i'm at your age i was just my, my take was will i be able to walk again yeah. after my injury but anyway yeah, yours was i want to say one more thing to finish up yeah we went to play yesterday in staten island and before the game and after the game i had so many freaking young kids oh. coming over to us that they watch <clears> the podcast <throat> i said but you're too young to understand this stuff actually they're not they're extremely highly educated and they know soccer. Because they listen to you. No, it's not oh. that they listen to me. I mean, uh, maybe we can replace. They, uh, they have their parents. They have their parents that they listen in problem. Then they got into the the, the stuff and uh, they came. They came and said, but the, what team do they like? They like Juventus. I, I knew said, it. Oh, That's why I asked. That's why I asked. Smart kids. I feel bad. Nobody said that they like Inter, though. That's the <laughs> credit. The, the, Anybody like Inter? For me, if they say Juventus, that's all right. You know, at least they don't say that they like Inter. Is this better? <laughs> <laughs> Anything? Now is the right way. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for Milan? Any Milan fans amongst them? Not really. I yeah. haven't found it's any. The generation. It's the generation. It's the generation. Right. Past yeah. 10 years, Juventus have been we winning. Don't have money exactly. to waste. We don't pay people to, to, to say something. You know, We yeah, don't yeah. have the money okay. to, to pay $11 million Conte over there. <laughs> All right, Five guys. Stars. As always, thank you for watching. Stars. We'll talk to you Five soon. Stars, Try to guys. Guys.